You're listening to Here and Now Podcast, the show that brings you all things faith, hearing loss, and lifestyle. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now let's get into the show. Hello everybody, welcome back to Here and Now Podcast. My name's Sophia and in today's episode I'm going to give you the full story minus a few details of my 10 year long hearing loss journey um, between losing sound and gaining it back. So um, I guess I'm just going to dive right in. I do have some notes on my computer that I'm just going to kind of follow, follow along with but We'll see what happens. I don't remember every single detail, but I'm just going to give you the basic story so that you guys can kind of understand why I decided to start this podcast and why I feel like it'd be a good idea to put my story out to the world. So, um, in the middle of kindergarten, I actually failed my hearing test, but I had a hear- an ear infection, so like they really didn't think too much about um, me not being able to hear. Like It was a really, really mild loss. Um, that they were able to detect, but they just gave me antibiotics, and then they made me do a follow-up test later on, Um, but nothing really showed up for them to be concerned with, so they kind of didn't really even think twice about it, Um, but they didn't, when they tested me in first grade, um, as part of like an annual school checkup, um, I actually passed that one, so they're like, okay, she's probably just sick, like that was why she failed her first hearing test, Um, but that summer, so f- the summer following first grade, I was really, really sick. Like, I had a ton of ear, ear infections. Um, I just, like, could not catch a break. So, when we actually went to the doctor to, um, you know, get some antibiotic, get some relief for why I was so sick, um, he actually did prescribe the antibiotics. So, they just, you know, again, didn't really think too much about it. But then fall second grade actually came, and it was right about... November, I think, was the timeline, um, and I had my annual school checkup again, actually, no, I had my end school checkup in, like, October, and then we, um, I'll get to that part in a second, so we had our school checkup in October, and I always remembered, like, hating those hearing test machines, like, back then, so this was back in 2008, or 9, no, 2008, so, They were, you know, technology hadn't quite improved the way that it has now, but those headphones were, like, so heavy, and, um, everybody would always make a joke about how, like, the annoying, like, the noises were and whatever, and I'm kind of sitting there, I'm like, I do not remember that at all, like, um, (laughs) because I wasn't able to hear them, so, um, I, I ended up failing that test, um, and, after failing that test, like, they finally decided to, you know, refer me back to the doctor. So I went back to my pediatrician, and they tested me, like, for real, and I failed that one as well. Um, and so they sent me to a children's hospital in a state next to ours, um, and the route to that hospital, it was just so painful and yet so familiar, and it was going to be, like, my second home over the next 10 years, and I really had no idea what was coming for me after that appointment, but, 
um, they tested me at the Children's Hospital, and sure enough, I failed that test. So they said, all right, well, you got hearing loss now. Like, there's nothing much that we can do to cure it. Like, it's not really reversible at this point, but we can offer you solutions to kind of help it and um, kind of go from there. So a few weeks later, I came back, and they did determine that I had hearing loss in my left ear. Um, and my right ear was starting to show signs of a decline. So I was fitted with a hearing aid for the first time in, I can't remember which year, but it was one of them. Um, but I remember walking out of the hospital with like my bag of all, ki all kinds of new gear, you know, FM system for school, new hearing aid, battery backups, you name it. Um, and I remember I was walking past the swing set in the hospital parking lot and there was a bird that flew past me and it it swooped down and so like I heard the wings flutter by my my head and I actually like ducked because I was so scared like I had no idea what was happening um and like you know hearing the swings creak from like a couple feet away like I was just I was absolutely just wowed with everything that I was able to hear um and, you know, my mom was, I remember her just getting so emotional, you know, because here I am sitting at, like, eight years old, and, like, my entire world was just changed because I have this newfound diagnosis. And, um, yeah, so I went back to school and was so psyched to show my friends, like, my new molds because I would customize them with, like, all kinds of crazy colors. And, like, you know, it would be pink and brown, which I don't even know why I chose to do that one. It's kind of an ugly color combination in your ear. <laughs> like, um, you know, pink and black swirl, just you name it. It was insane. Um, but with, you know, all the positive stuff, I still had to deal with this, you know, progressive hearing loss. And that was the diagnosis that they gave me, is that I was going to eventually lose all my hearing unless they found something to reverse it, which at this point, we still didn't even know what had caused me to lose my hearing, especially since it was, like, so suddenly onset, because, I mean, I was eight years old, and, you know, I, I guess we could think that it might have been, like, the CMV virus or something, but we did countless testing on me, like, I did ABRs, which are, I think, automatic brain responses or something like that, auditory brain response, I forget, you know, MRIs, CAT scans, all that stuff. They thought that I actually, like, had a tumor, um, in my ear, and that's why I started to lose my hearing, um, but it was really, really hard to, like, have to miss school and make hour-long trips back and forth to the hospital at least once a week. Like, I was there so much, but I wanted to give a shout-out to my parents for spending so much time in the hospital to help me, you know, get the best care that I could have ever imagined, you know, and... They were so supportive, my, my siblings especially, you know, my whole family is just great. But, like I said, with all the positive stuff, I still had to deal with the negatives, you know. I got, um, I needed accommodations to be in school and make sure that I was succeeding. But the earlier years weren't as bad, but the teachers would sometimes get annoyed at having to go the extra step to make sure that I was succeeding in school. Like I have, like I said, I had an FM system, which if you don't know, an FM system is basically like a little personal microphone that streams directly into your hearing aids. Um, 
to kind of like reduce background noise um, and make it easier for people who are um, deaf and have hearing loss to listen to conversations around them. But they would just get annoyed about having to wear that. Um, it was just kind of little things like forgetting to put closed captions on videos. Like I cannot survive without closed caption. Um, you know, just things like that. But when I was back in sixth grade, my hearing was actually hitting like an all time low in my opinion at the time. But it was close to like 45% and I was missing like 55% of the day, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I didn't know how else to, you know, kind of cope with it. And so that was kind of when I remember starting to get, um, I wouldn't say depressed about it, but just like kind of lonely. It's like hearing loss is a lonely thing. Um, but since my hearing loss was like really, really declining, um, I became a candidate for a cochlear implant. Um, and a cochlear implant is, um, oh, I have a definition from Wikipedia right here. So a cochlear implant is a medically implanted device that bypasses normal acoustic hearing process and replaces it with electric signals, which directly stimulate the auditory nerve. With training, the brain may learn to interpret those signals as sound and speech. Um, so I'm actually planning on doing a whole episode about cochlear implants, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. But I did become a candidate for cochlear implants, um, but I was kind of still really young to understand the process of it. So they originally scheduled the surgery date for my birthday, which clearly was shot down. Like, no way am I going to spend my birthday in the hospital having surgery, um, you know. And recovery would take close to six months. So I said, like, let's hold on, let's wait. There were people that said that I wasn't quite ready for it yet, so I just decided to hold off. Um, so from about 6th grade to about 10th grade, I was really, really struggling, and, you know, between my hearing declining and, you know, my education being a priority to me, like, the teachers being not very supportive was making it really, really hard to succeed in school, um, but I learned to compensate for myself. And, you know, I would take homework home and I would spend six hours working on it because I missed so much during the day. So it was really, really tough for me. But the only thing that was actually really consistent um, during that time was my family and my faith. And I prayed over and over again and chose to take the high road, um, you know, embracing my diagnosis and advocating for those who don't have a voice. Like, um, I would do charity runs for my um, hospital and we had our own team. And we would raise, you know, $20,000. Um, I think that's how much we raised. Actually, no, that's not true. I think we did, like, $50,000 um, in, like, the five years that we, we participated in the walk. Um, you know, I did panels. Um, I went in camps. Like, I just, I did it all because this was my life, and I had to choose something to embrace it. Um, but come high school, my first year of high school went by so fast. Um, I had a really good year, but I just like felt that I was going to need to make a major life change really soon. Um, the summer before my sophomore year of high school, I was really struggling a lot. Like My hearing was declining, my anxiety was rising. Um, I feel like I became very detached from everything, and it just felt kind of monotonous. Um, which, like, I'll do another episode on that soon, so make sure you keep an eye out for that, but, um, 
shortly before Thanksgiving, um, I went back to the audiologist, and this is in my sophomore year, I went back to the audiologist for a routine checkup. Um, <laughs> I've never seen the marks on that test, like, so low. Um, my left ear had about 8% hearing left, and I knew that this was going to be the life change that I was expecting. Um, I left that appointment with very, very heavy heart and, you know, tears in my eyes, because not only was my hearing almost gone, but I felt like life itself was just weighing down so much on me that, like, I couldn't catch my breath. Um, so a few days go by, and... It was the day before Thanksgiving when I got a call from my audiologist and she had taken the liberty of looking at the calendar to schedule cochlear implant surgery for my left ear. Um, the doctor who I loved and followed me since I was a little girl was actually going to leave in eight weeks from the hospital. So I knew that I had to do the surgery because I trusted him. Um, and the timing was just so right. Like I cried on the phone to my audiologist. And I accepted that December, 2000, December 16th of 2016 was going to be the day that my life changed forever. So I was really ecstatic, but that moment was kind of ruined by the panic of, you know, midterms and dreading telling the unsupportive school that I was going to have to have surgery to, and make up a new set of accommodations. But it you know, it kind of went as expected. The school met us with slight disapproval and allowed me begrudgingly to take all six midterms in two days. So thanks so much for that support, guys. Um, three weeks later, the surgery day was here. Um, I remember the day, you know, very, very, you know, very clearly, but it was also very foggy. Um, I was really sick with anxiety and just fear of the unknown. I mean, I'm going into surgery and they're operating so close to my brain and who knows if the surgery there's no guarantee that's gonna work so I was terrified but I came home next morning to the first snowfall of the year just four days before my 16th birthday so I was recovering on the couch for my 16th birthday I'm pretty sure I dragged myself out of bed to get to uh, dinner with my family but I was like do I choose another year um, of celebrating my birthday with a party or do I get to get a new gift of you know hearing for my birthday so I kind of looked at it both ways but fast forward a month I was supposed to go back to school right after Christmas break and I was activated with my implant um everything sounded like Donald it sounded like Donald Duck and Darth Vader um it was kind of taking my brain a while to adjust as expected but I'll spare you the details and cut the story shorter so in the best interest of everybody I decided to do school online for a semester to recover and heal both or actually all mentally physically emotionally spiritually just all of that stuff I really really needed a break you know to catch my breath for after a really really terrible semester um so, yeah, I'll put that, maybe we'll see, I'll put it in another video, but I don't want to call anybody, or another video, another podcast, I don't really want to call people out, so we'll see, but, so after I finished my year online, um, it was my summer before sophomore, or for, before junior year, um, and I was thriving, like, my hearing was at an all-time high, which I had never experienced in my life before. Um, I got selected to attend a national leadership conference for deaf and hard of hearing kids, 
one of 20 in the country to go. Um, this experience forever taught me resilience, advocacy, and courage. So shout out to Loft Class of 2017. I miss all of you guys so much. Um, thank you for making it the best week of my life ever. Um, so I was already enrolled in a new school for the fall. So it would be the third high school in three years that I was enrolled in. Um, but then they told me that they couldn't guarantee um, any of my accommodations, which I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen this time. So I told them that I wasn't going to be attending because I needed to look for something different and I wasn't going to go through that process again. So um, I had to go look for the fourth high school before I was a junior. That was fun. Um, so we actually went away to Disney after um, I came back from, or so I didn't really come back from Loft. We, after Loft was over, we actually did a road trip down to Disney. We stopped in Savannah, Georgia, um, St. Augustine, Florida, or St. Augustine, Florida, and then we finally ended in Orlando for a week in Disney. Um, and I remember that when we were in Disney, there was this one particular pin that I was really set on, and it actually looked like a dove. So in my brain, I'm like, oh my gosh, the Holy Spirit. Well, I didn't have any pins to trade for it, so I just kind of let it go. Um, and we went through the park the whole day. And as we're getting off of the bus that night to go back to our hotel, I'm not even kidding you, this pin fell from the sky. And it was the Holy, like, it was a dub, and what else could I think of but the Holy Spirit? And in that moment, I was actually praying to God to tell me what I was supposed to do for school, because I was so anxious. And at this point, I really didn't have a school to go back to, and I needed to make a decision really soon, because school started in, like, three weeks. So, I'm not even kidding you, I heard that pin drop on the ground, which, in a, in a miracle in itself, because... Because I had never heard before, you know, something so soft like that, like a pin dropping on the ground. Um, but in addition to that, you know, it was exactly what I was praying for in that moment. And so I knew God had his hand in this the whole time. So when I got back home from vacation, um, I found a small little school where their faith was at their core of the school. I thrived there. Um, I had an absolutely amazing year. It was the best year of high school, best year of my life. And I got my second implant in May of 2018, and I was back at school a week later, um, like nothing changed. I was so excited to get back to school to see my friends, to see my teachers. They were so happy they threw me a goodbye party, or, you know, get well, whatever you want to call it, goodbye, good luck party, that thing. Um, <laughs> and then um, I, was, I was crying. I was so happy when that happened, but... You know, fast forward a year, June 2019, I graduated high school. It was the proudest day of my life because I worked so hard to get there. Um, it's really hard to explain to a lot of people the emotions and the resilience that I had to learn and get past to, you know, be there and stand up on graduation day and say that I did it. So my story has basically shaped me into the person that I am today. You know, without having to jump through all the hurdles and fall flat on my face each time, I probably wouldn't be here to, you know, sharing this with you guys today because I know that I'm resilient and God had his hand in it the entire time. So, this space, this podcast was created to show everybody young and old, all backgrounds, that no matter what your story is, you can be resilient and you can persevere. God is right beside you holding your hand and if he brings you to it, he will bring you through it.
So, that is everything on this week's episode of Here Now Podcast. Um, I hope all of you guys enjoy listening to my story, but in the future, I'm going to, you know, go through some of the episodes that I kind of previewed a little bit in this, this one, but... Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone, and I will see you next week's episode. Bye!